cosmos. Countless worlds upon worlds, worlds without end. In these galaxies, every possible reality exists. And what is reality on any one world is mere fantasy on all others. Here, all is real and all is illusion. What is, what was, and what will be start here with the words, In the beginning there was Howard the Duck. Welcome back to the best podcast, movie podcast on the interwebs. This is An Evening at the Movies. I am your party host, Casey. And joining me tonight is my amazing co-host, Her Royal Highness, Miss Amanda Kohlhofer. Crickets. Hello. <laughs> I was like, I was muted. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep my coughing off your podcast. <laughs> yes, evidently the there is a thing going around the country called allergies. So we're trying to be respectful mm-hmm. and not make more work for the other more work than the other one needs. So yes, better just be allergies i'm fully vaccinated covid kissed my ass <laughs> we'll see well technically the vaccine is not 100 percent effective i know it's like condoms <laughs> they should put that on the box <laughs> oh, apparently <wait>. they do 97 <laughs> percent. go figure <laughs> ah good times Friend, friends reference people okay keep yeah. up always 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 anyway friends can always find a place in any episode of of an evening at the movies or the sip list because that's just how we roll yes yep so tonight is night one freaking what eight days later uh <laughs> Our August 80s Guilty Pleasure Movie Month, where we're going to pay tribute to some of the lesser known or lesser recognized or underappreciated great movies that don't get a lot of credit because they're not Star Wars, they're not The Karate Kid, they're not the amazing huge 200 million dollar grossing summer blockbusters that tend to get all the notoriety out of hollywood anyway so i yeah we we, ba- we briefly had talked about when we came up with the idea was um and i think what we'll go with is basically like the same thing we went with for um the episode of the sip list that i was just on where we counted down our top five guilty pleasure movies and um dropping tonight people yes shameless plug there was like two and a half hours of recording that had to be edited 
Yes. And somebody was only 45 minutes in and we were literally just on her number four entry. Well, that's not entirely fair, though. You guys talk too much. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, no, but you really only had like two entries to actually reveal on that episode. I know. Because like everything else on your list, it was either on my list or it was on. No, no, it was on my list because I don't remember. Was there one? I don't think Chris. I don't think so. I think I don't know. I, I haven't gotten that far yet, but I think you and him had one in common and then you and I had a couple. Um, so I think I know I had to talk about my my number five and my number four. And then I, I think it's only three I had to talk about, but we'll see. I'm still editing. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that'll be funny. You guys can check that out, but we didn't limit it to 80s movies. And whereas here we're going to limit it to the 80s. God, we should almost limited that. I think Chris had said at one point, we almost have to limit it down to genre because. Yeah. That was, oh so- my God god difficult that was excruciating i mean i don't want to give anything away but you know you could almost do a horror movies guilty pleasures an 80s movie guilty pleasures science fiction totally rom-com i mean any i any genre of movie you could think of you can do a top five guilty pleasures of action movies there's i in fact one was on earlier that made my long list and i was like damn maybe i should have put that in my top five but i didn't but it was hard to kill steven seagal it's the only movie of his i like and it's so stupid but i I still like it you admitted on that episode though spoiler alert that you used to have a mad crush on steven seagal oh i did talk about that okay i can't remember (laughs) yeah i did you talked about your mad crush on steven seagal but you didn't bring up George's guilty pleasure movie. That's right. Yeah, nothing but trouble. He's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> I we hit end record on that session, and within like two and a half minutes, yep, you hit Chris <laughs> and I up in the group chat. Nothing but trouble. Oh my god, I forgot freaking George's freaking movie. Nothing but trouble. So, spoiler alert. Amanda's husband's favorite guilty pleasure. Well, maybe we nothing should. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> nothing but trouble and hackers. Ty, I consider hackers a shit movie, so I would consider it a guilty pleasure. But um, yeah, either one of those movies he can watch a million times over. Um, maybe we should throw nothing but trouble into guilty pleasure month if we have time. It's an ode to George. I think we can do that. That should not be that hard to pull off. <laughs> Oh God, that means I have to watch it again. <laughs> That's okay. It's I'm actually sure it's actually would, not that bad. I'm sure he would gladly sit down and watch it with you and reminisce he about would. the good times. It's not like he's going to make yes. you watch an Angelina yes. Jolie movie. Oh, he wants to all the time. Uh-huh, hackers. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Anything with Angelina, he's like, ooh, this is a good movie. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Actually, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a good movie, but I still don't like her. <laughs> I could probably count on one hand how many Angelina Jolie movie Angelina Jolie movies I actually like. And 
Mr. and Mrs. Smith yeah. and Gone in 60 Seconds, and I think I'm about yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds is a good one. Um, I can't, oh, Pushing 10. That's the only other one I like, but she has a mild part. Well, That's I mean, Billy Bob Thornton and John Cusack. I like that movie. She doesn't really have a whole lot to do, per se, in Gone in 60 Seconds, either. I mean, she has a big part, but she really doesn't do a whole right. hell of a lot. She just kind of sort of along for the ride, but yeah. So, and I I do like Changeling because I like that story, but I don't really. I've only watched it once because I just can't stand her. I'm like, can we have somebody else redo the Changeling and and because that story is so crazy to me, and it's a true story. So anyway, oh, and that would probably be like somebody saying, "I love Beowulf." <laughs> right We're talking to you chris all right so, <laughs> moving yeah. on but anyway now that i was going to reveal the criteria for what makes a 80s guilty pleasure movie but basically like i said we're going to go with the same rules that we went with for the creating our list for the sip list and um i think what we went with was um no profit or minimal very very minimal profit in the box at the box office or it lost money 60% or less on rotten tomatoes and then what was the other one um it didn't age well or it's considered by the general population to be a shitty movie yes which is uh, which is subjective but well, i, I mean you know of... what we mean it's one of those movies where where somebody says oh i love this movie and people look at you like what yeah we'll revisit that topic again on wednesday when i record or tuesday night when i record the next episode of an evening at the movies because that's the one i well let's be okay so the robin williams tribute episode i'm not doing mrs doubtfire i'm not doing any of the classics i was going to do because it's robin williams and it also meets the guilty pleasures criteria i was going to do popeye and i get a mm-hmm. lot of freaking weird looks from people oh you like that movie? And it's like, I do like that movie. Thank you very much. I mean, I used Brad, to love that movie. Well, up until I got it on Blu-ray like a month ago, month and a half ago, I don't think I'd probably seen that movie in probably 25 years. Because nobody gives two shits about it. I mean, it's generally... right deemed one of the worst movies of all time and it's not like it's i mean there's a decent cast in it i mean they're not Mm -hmm. i mean robin williams is an icon and well uh, shelly duvall is um well we can debate that but Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah, I I hate to talk about her in The Shining because she, I think she got screwed over in that. I thought she was fine in Popeye. Well, yeah, I I don't think she's a horrible actress, but 
I don't think she was in the right environment with the right people around her while filming The Shining. I think... Right. And I've read articles before where people have basically come out and there were certain scenes in that movie that I think one in particular that they filmed did like a hundred hundred or so takes mm-hmm. and it literally almost caused her to have a nervous breakdown or did cause her to have a nervous I breakdown <laughs> I mean yeah so but yeah so but yeah so that's that um other than that i don't so yeah so i think tonight we are going to obviously jump in on guilty pleasures movie number one and it is probably one of the greatest guilty pleasure movies for our generation at least but Mm -hmm. um it's also one of the ones that you know in public people talk probably the most shit about but then behind closed doors it's like oh i love this movie so much but mm-hmm. with a whopping 14 percent on rotten tomatoes yes <laughs> and actually yeah no i'm not gonna say where it fell on my sip list top five or if it fell on my top five but if you want to know, check out the SIP list sometime tonight or tomorrow, and you'll find out if and when it made my top five. But tonight we're going to discuss the George Lucas produced uber classic Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. There's a theme song. Oh, yeah. A classic theme song. Well, I don't know if it's classic. I mean, typical 80s. I mean, I I can think of so many movies from our childhood that had theme songs like that. Yeah, it's like. Like the the Goonies, right? Didn't the Goonies have one? Or. Oh, yeah. The Cyndi Lauper song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean. I had totally forgotten about it until I actually had YouTubed it because I actually wanted to listen to the song probably about 10 years ago. But they actually did a part one and part two for that video. Same song, blah, 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 blah. But it literally part one tells half the story of that. And then part two tells the back half of the story. And it's like, oh, that was such an 80s move to do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for real so i like it so we should probably get going so in an effort of yep. trying to keep on time but before we <laughs> jump into the movie really quick i wanted to jump down well briefly run down a couple of things from hollywood really quick um just because I like to keep the dozens updated, but um, yep, so yep. Um, basically, I've got um, last Ooh. week's 
celebrity birthdays. Hey, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I sorry. I just got a news update that Marky Post died. What? The lady from Night Court. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I know. She's seventy and she had cancer. Man, that's well, a bummer. I liked her. I loved Night Court. <laughs> oh God, I have the entire series on DVD. I love that show. Wow. I'm not oh. so sure how I feel about uh reboot coming up. Oh, really? I didn't know well, that. I don't know if it's a re- I don't know if it's considered a reboot or a sequel, but um evidently um obviously Judge Stone is not presiding over the court anymore. But the um new night court judge is um the honorable dan fielding otherwise known as john larroquette ah yes i love him yeah okay well that was breaking news and uh r.i.p to marky post we've never had breaking news on an evening at the movies before i know and literally right as i'm getting ready to go into the news we have breaking news that's crazy. Aww. So yes, RIP Marky Post. Um, flip it back around and go, you know, we got the sad out of the way. Let's get the happy out of the way. So um, I've got birthdays from last week and I will just run through a couple. And the first one's going to make all you horny housewives overly excited um august 1st happy birthday mr jason momoa who turned 42 is he really 42 <laughs> oh, he does not look 42 years wow. old uh, 32 maybe but yeah, <laughs> not 42 um, right august 2nd i'm 42 <laughs> well you don't look 42 either but i'm not sucking up so Oh, well, thanks. I look 44. And if you want want proof... I I disagree. I disagree with your disagreement. And if you want proof, go check out my latest venture on the TikTok group page and watch all my TikToks I filmed last night. Uh, August 2nd, Kevin Smith turned 50. Uh, The late, great Wes Craven would have been 82. Um, John Connor, Edward Furlong turned 43. Uh, that one's kind of near August 4th. Um, I don't know how to refer to her anymore because of her relationship with her in-laws, but August 4th, Meghan Markle turned 39. How is she still technically a part of the Royal family or are they out? Somebody's coughing. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, they have given up their royal titles. So he's obviously still a prince in the bloodline, but as far as the the company, as they call it, um, they do not have their royal titles. Well, I don't want to sound rude or naive about any of this anyway, but it's 
what are the odds, honestly, that he ever would have sat on the quote unquote throne anyway? Right. I mean, next in line is his dad. And then after that is his older brother. And then after that is William's son. So yeah. Harry, what, Harry wasn't even next in line. So yeah, literally for Harry to get to the throne, there would have to be a catastrophic family. Grandma, dad, brother, nephew, all right. gone. Well, and I, I think the thing that really solidified their decision was the fact that they were told Archie would not get a royal title, which means, which for them, it's not about the title. It's about what comes with the title. Uh, the protection. And the I.e. Uh, protection. Yeah. yeah. Like well, the, and I don't, it's not called secret service there but whatever their version of that is and he wouldn't get that like that's bullshit well and obviously and things in europe definitely are hectic because look at what happened to their mom right and th- and that's what they're worried about you know and especially you know that there's already been, there were comments within the the family about a royal being mixed race and stuff like that like it's just it's so absurd and in, in this day and age like well yeah I, well, I remember watching i think it was who that was it oprah that sat down and interviewed you, yeah it was oprah yeah and they brought up the whole racial comment that was made and i give both of them credit for not basically coming out and naming the person outright in the interview right i've got a feeling right. in my stomach I it was charles it was, or harry i personally my impre- my impression i got from watching the interview was probably both but i believe will that they were all my brother and i are starting to work on building our relationship back and we're quote unquote fine, but yeah, fine. And yeah. when she brought up Charles, that was when you could feel the freaking ice water coming out of the freaking TV immediately. Yeah. I have no doubt it was at least Charles. And I think, I think William was probably part of the conversation as far as the concern about, I don't, I'm saying this like I know them. I don't know them, but my impression is that William is a decent guy and probably personally has no problems with having, you know, mixed race anything in his family. But I also think he is his father's son and has the same, you know, oh my God, what is this going to make us look like? Which is, it's disgusting. It's disgusting either way. I'm not excusing it, but I, as far as Charles, I could see him. I think he probably could be the actual racist one that's like probably didn't even want him to marry megan in the first place so who knows that was my but... impression but yeah <sighs> okay finishing up august 4th so we can get back on track uh Billy... but lastly though good for them good for them i'm proud of harry for standing up for his his wife and son he's a good man yes i'm one of those people that i believe you know families need to stick together but at the same time when you're married and have children then your spouse and child need to be your number one priority yeah 
And it's got to be crazy when your family is also a corporation. Like it's a family business, but it's not even really just a family. Like it's, there's the family, but then there's the company, which also includes the family. And it's like, you, it's hard to draw a line between business and family. Well, it's, I, it's one and the same for them. How far does the British empire stretch to? Right. I mean, I don't even want to imagine to even try and understand that. So, right. so yeah, so, a yeah. whole lot of freaking stress and to be willing to, yeah, wipe your hands clean of that and just, nope, I'm taking, I'm doing what's best for my wife and my kids and that's all that matters. So. Right. And I love that Tyler Perry offered up his estate and his security to them when they were living in LA. Like, yeah. so, you know, they, I, I mean, they need their family, but we don't really need the family. If you're not going to protect my son, then get away from me. Well, yeah. Cause even like we said a minute ago, I mean, as popular and sought after as, you know, the family is, they're always going to constantly be in danger minute by minute, hour by hour, day exactly. by day. So I don't care if you're the queen herself or if you're, you know, fourth cousin twice removed. More than likely because of the fact that you're in that family, you are going to need some level of protection. Right. So. Yeah. So August 4th, also happy birthday, Billy Bob Thornton, who turned 65. Uh, mm -hmm. This one will make your day. August 5th, um, <laughs> Jesse Williams turned 39. Ooh. Wow. Little Miss Grey's Anatomy fan over there. <laughs> oh, the eyes. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Um, let's see, August 6th, Punky Brewster herself turned 44, and <laughs> legendary, leg super legendary Hollywood icon, was she, if she was still alive today, would have turned 110 years old. Happy birthday oh, to shit. Lucille Ball. Aww. And then rounding out the rest of the week was august 7th david Duchovny turned 60 and <clears throat> i'm gonna so get totally blasted for it because no matter how i do this it's going to be pronounced wrong um charlize <clears throat> turned 45 their own <laughs> either way damn she doesn't look 45. I'm anymore. having a hard time believing that Billy Bob Thornton's eligible for Medicare now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because. Uh, hey, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean. How much longer? Well, there's still a significant period of time, I guess, before our six friends become eligible for Medicare as well. But, you know. Those yeah. people haven't aged well either. Yeah. And Courtney Cox, Matthew. No, some of them have. Matt LeBlanc. Well, okay. Jennifer Aniston will probably still be one of the hottest women ever. 
as yeah. she's 95 years old on her freaking deathbed. And I think Lisa Kudrow looks great. So do I. I mean, the rest of them, well. Yeah. Day swimmer. Hey, Matt LeBlanc has settled into being a regular guy. Like, yeah, he's put on some weight, but he was having gray hair while he was on Friends. He had to dye his hair. And I'm perfectly fine with how he looks. He looks like he's a relaxed, happy dude. So I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily think he was as happy with everything in his life back in what oh five when they wrapped friends. Yeah. And then he moved into Joey and then he did that showtime TV show that episodes thing where they kind of sort of spoofed on his yeah. life. Cause I think I like episodes. I thought it was good. So did I. I, yeah, it's constantly forever. It was way better than Joey. (laughs) I could write a freaking shitty TV show and have it be better than Joey. (laughs) Even though I did watch both full seasons of that show. And that's two seasons of my life I'm never ever getting back again. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, as far All right. As last thing, really quick, would be new releases for this week was Friday's Suicide Squad hit theaters and dropped on HBO Max. Oh, nice. I may have to check it out. I haven't oh, speak- read reviews yet, but I'm kind of sort of sticking, trying to stay away from it because I enjoyed the first one and I enjoyed birds of prey so i don't want anybody screwing up my harley quinn margot robbie oh you think it's not going to be good i loved birds of prey i could listen to margot robbie read the freaking phone book and i'd be happy margot robbie Uh for me is like freaking angelina joey is for your husband Margot Robbie is also like Angelina Jolie is to him. <laughs> yeah, he can't. I have mean, both. I can't. I wouldn't kick. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. <laughs> I can't think of many people who would. Yeah, if you do, you're stupid. <laughs> exactly, and if you say you would, then I will call you a liar to your face. Especially when she speaks in her Australian accent. Oh dear God. <laughs> I know this is probably going to come across as TMI, but um, yeah, Casey has a thing for dialects and accents, and it, uh, nope. Moving on. Yeah, me too. It's okay. So, all right, no more news. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Howard the Duck released on August 1st, 1986 from Universal Pictures. Oh, God. Why do people have to have freaking weird names? The director was Willard. Willard, because I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. Okay. H-U-Y-C-K. Hmm. Okay. Whatever the heck that pronounces out to be. (laughs) 
uh, uh, and it had a $37 million budget. And it, well, the box office, according to what I found, it depends upon who you want to listen to, but the box office was between 31 and $38 million. So okay, it either lost what six million dollars or made a million right either way it's really not i mean you don't really have a whole lot of high-priced talent in the movie but um yeah yeah i mean with those kind of special effects and whatnot they had to well (laughs) yeah but the if we're, we'll go ahead and go with it made a million dollars. So if you translate that to $2021, that would have been a box office of $94.2 million. Nice. Which, even by today's standards, if you have a $94 million box office, that's not really a great box office. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the best. No. So let's see. Cast really quick. Uh, the actual person in the duck suit for Howard was Ed Gale. The voice of Howard was Chip Zien. <laughs> I think. I don't pronounce names very well, so yeah. <laughs> no okay. hate mail to the Facebook group, please. Uh, let's see. Beverly was played by Leah Thompson. Uh, Phil Blumbert was played by Tim Robbins. And Dr. Walter Jennings is played by Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. I was like, are you waiting for me to tell you? <laughs> I was pausing for dramatic effect because, well, gotcha. There, yeah, I from our childhood, Jeffrey Jones is one of those he pops up almost everywhere kind of actors. You know, when we talked about it on the Sipless the other night, I mean, Ed Rooney and Ferris Bueller, the mm-hmm. evil guy from Stay Tuned. Um, Amadeus Amadeus um, Charles Dietz from Beetlejuice you know Dr. Jennings from Howard I mean he's freaking mm-hmm. everywhere yeah and whatever his name is in um, Devil's Advocate which I love that movie that movie is freaking that shit crazy <laughs> when i first saw that i saw that movie for the first time on hbo when it first released and i caught the back half of the movie so i really didn't know what the hell was going on but oh yeah even not seeing the opening of the movie yeah the back half of that movie is still freaking yeah that movie was, I had already been thinking about it, but that was uh, the nail in the coffin that made me change my major from criminal justice. 
I was like, I don't have the soul to be a lawyer. <laughs> no, and yeah, that's one of those sucky parts too is if you get roped into being like a defense attorney, mm-hmm. you know, you have to legally provide your client with the best defense possible. And there's a very real possibility that you could know with 100% certainty that they're guilty as hell, but you have to do everything in your power to try and get them off. I couldn't do it. I no, I couldn't either. And I mean, I don't know how it puts me out because I'm smart enough and a good enough debater, but I just don't have the heart for it. Well, you weren't a good enough debater debater back in May. Mm-hmm. According oh. to your Facebook fans. Hey, you were the one that came up with the idea. But we digress. Fans decide. So. Well, that's Anywho. true. Anywho. Would you like to briefly run down the plot for us? So I don't monopolize all the airwaves. Well, sure. All right. So Howard the Duck, I guess I I wasn't is it based on the Marvel character because I remember reading that there was like some arguments over copyright because Marvel owned Howard the Duck, but really it wasn't that Howard the Duck. Is it that Howard? Are they the same? I've heard the same things and I'm not 100% sure I know a definitive answer on that. I think okay. um, Lucas and well, I don't. the other writers kind of t- took some liberties with the story and whatnot. And I know... Right. Well, I don't want to give away any of my fun facts from the end, but I know that there is talks and negotiations that they want to bring Howard back in a more Marvel-esque essence. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I'll give more detail to that, what I found when we get to the fun facts at the end. But okay, yeah, I don't think it was 100% Marvel faithful, but you and I are both Stephen King fans, and we know how you know faithful hollywood is to our favorite <laughs> yeah authors uh, slash source material yes okay so howard is a duck he's living on the planet duck world um which is basically like a duck version of earth it's all very funny um you know lives in a regular apartment but everything is you know duck themed um in fact he's breeding a playboy aka what is it called? Duck Bill? I think. I think it's called Duck Bill or Play yeah. Duck. No, Play Duck. That's play what duck. it's called. Play Duck. Um, so he's sitting in his chair reading his Play Duck. And by the way, the female ducks actually have boobs with nipples on them in this movie, which I think is just interesting, I guess. <laughs> um, so he's chilling out in his apartment reading his Play Duck. And all of a sudden, it like an earthquake. It feels like an earthquake. And then he gets sucked out of the apartment through outer space and ends up in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. Um, 
Howard has no idea what's going on. He's like, where the hell am I? Um, he's in the, he's by this club where Cherry Bomb is playing. And after, after they're done, that's when he meets Beverly. She's being attacked by some guys. And so Howard comes in with his quack foo and scares the guys off. Because <laughs> everything in Howard's life is some kind of duck. Quack foo. Yeah. And yes. you get it all throughout yes. the entire movie with quack foo or yeah whatever but the little references actually kind of sort of make it that much more hilarious if you understand where they're trying to go with it yes (laughs) um so he meets beverly she uh lets him come back to her place and um basically he's trying to figure out how to get home he has no idea what's happened to him um she takes him to meet her friend phil who they think is a scientist but actually turns out he's just a janitor but they still figure out there's uh in in this i don't know space laboratory there's these uh, lasers that these guys were inventing and they were testing it out and aimed it at howard's planet and it brought him to earth so then they think well if we brought him here that way we could send him back that way if we reversed it Mm-hmm. So they're working on all of this, um, and we have Dr. Jenning who is trying to help them out. And I can't remember somehow the the laser gets activated. Well, and, I think there was it gets activated, and there's an explosion. Yeah. Which and basically they shut down the Dark Overlord. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Which um, so inhabiting the, Dr. Jennings' body. Dark Overlord. Yes. So Dr. Jennings is slowly descending into the madness that is the Dark Overlord of the universe. Um, there's this whole scene in a diner where he's you can just see him deteriorating until he's finally the Dark Overlord. And there's this uh, computer chip key thing. What's it called? Code key. Code key, thank you, that he needs so that he can get back to the laser and bring down all of the dark overlords. So Howard needs, yeah, but Howard needs the code key to get home. So they're trying to, you know, they're all kind of fighting over the code key. Um, and then, I don't know, there's a big fight in the diner. Uh, the dark overlord takes Beverly away and then um, goes back to the lab. no. Phil shows up and Phil gets arrested. Phil's arrested. <laughs> Howard is posing off in some little whatever trying to hide. It's a it's a playground. It's a playground with like which I've been to these playgrounds with my daughter. It's like uh, toys that look like animals but you can like play on them. So he's posing as this toy but then he says like Philzy talking out of the side of his mouth. <laughs> um yeah howard ends up breaking phil out of j- out of not jail out of the back of the cop car and they end up on this mad cat race from the diner back to the lab to try and save beverly on this little go-kart slash airplane slash i don't know whatever you want to call it yeah but, yeah ultimately to get back to the lab where they have 
the ultimate showdown between Howard and the Dark Overlord. Mm-hmm. And then they basically, um, the monster comes out of, or the Dark Overlord comes out of Jennings and then, you know, attacks him as this big monster. Um, and then they end up having to destroy the laser um, after they kill the the beast. And then it, it destroys the laser, which means the Dark Overlords can't come down, but also Howard can't go back to Duck World. But oh, Howard is stuck on Earth for the rest of his life. But he sacrifices himself to save, or he sacrifices his return home to save the planet Earth. So he he does have a destiny. Um, he does have a then destiny. Then Howard becomes we'll better. that here in a second. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so then Howard is Beverly's band manager. Um, Phil is like an employee, and I don't know, he's like a stage manager or something. And I'm fairly confident that Beverly and Howard are are doing it. The end. <laughs> yes. That, yeah, that, yeah. Well, could, there is a scene earlier. I like to refer to this movie as softcore duck porn because mm-hmm. you have the moment in the beginning with the Play Duck magazine um right afterwards while howard's being sucked through his apartment building out the freaking out of duck world he gets sucked through this one female duck's bathroom who's in the bath Mm -hmm. naked from the freaking stomach up so yeah and then you have a moment uh, after the whole fiasco at the school at the one place with Phil when they find out he's a janitor Howard and Beverly have a you know pissed off moment at each other and they go their separate ways for a day or two and they ultimately end up coming back together and that last night before the final night start well I guess it would be the final night they end up in bed together he's all playfully starting to flirt and then she's taking the bait and he clams up really quickly because yeah so a whole lot of freaking inappropriateness in the first half of this freaking movie mm-hmm. so for real not that it well i mean it is inappropriateness let's be honest but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that so- is Howard the Duck in a nutshell. Yeah. So there's a part, um, and I can't remember exactly where it happens. Um, and I I know that this can't be true because the two movies came out in the same year and I don't see how it could have happened like this, but it still made me feel like it was a pretty in pink reference because he's a duck. And he's like looking at a, a girl at a bar or wherever he's at. And she mm. like points at him and he's like, he points at himself. And he's like me, just like Ducky does in Pretty in Pink. Yeah. I'm like, I want that to be true. I know it probably isn't, but I thought that was funny. Well, I, don't I, see, I don't see how it could be. But who knows? I could always call my friend George Lucas up on the phone and. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I look wish. at that. Um, uh, and what the hell's up uh, with Howard being a duck that doesn't know how to swim? That's just the weirdest thing ever. Good, yeah. So <laughs> while they're racing, at, well, it comes up earlier in the movie while he's not speaking to Beverly, and he's again inappropriateness levels all over the place. He's working at one of those adult bathhouses, I guess is what you would. Yeah. What would... Okay, so forgive the pauses and whatnot and breaking up and choppiness, but evidently my thumb hit the record pause button. I'm moving the cursor off of that button. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, he worked at a adult bathhouse where yeah, you find out he doesn't know how to swim, and then later in at the end of the movie when he and Phil are racing back to the lab and they're on that go kart airplane whatever you want to call it, they end up racing down the road and end up going off the road into a lake or whatever. And he's all thrashing about, I can't swim, I can't swim. It's like, I never imagined that a freaking duck would never be able to swim, but right. I imagine that was the writers trying to go for a little tongue-in-cheek humor, irony, whatever you want to call it, that, oh, hey, let's make him an idiot and make him not be able to freaking swim on top of it. Right, that's just crazy. So yeah, uh, all around super cheesy, I mean, sometimes cringeworthy movie, but it's definitely a guilty pleasure, you know. Yes. I- I'll I'll enjoy it, but may not necessarily tell the whole world I'm watching Howard the Duck, although I did the other day. <laughs> um, so this is a just like a quick side story, but um, we used to, so where I live, um, in the fall, like a lot of times there's occasional wild turkeys running around. Uh And so every day where I, I'd take Abby to school, there was always the same Turkey that was like, uh, it, it was just a Turkey that we could see every day driving, like in the, the area, it was always at, I don't understand why it was by close to a road, but anyway, he was always there. And I named him Howard after Howard the duck. (laughs) So every time we drove by, I'd say, Hey, Howard. (laughs) that's funny yeah and then one day howard was gone and i was sad Uh, was it around thanksgiving time (laughs) no actually it wasn't but might as well have been either either animal control got him or he flew south for the winter or he got killed okay let's be honest you live in texas there's a whole lot of people with guns in that state yeah but he was on the side of the road of like a, a busy intersection, but there's lots of like, there's a whole big like fieldish grass area, but also they can fly. So maybe he just flew there every day because there was something there he wanted, or he just wanted to watch the stupid humans go by. I mean, but he was there every day in the morning. So I don't know, but I'm assuming he flew back to his Turkey family or, or flew South for the winter. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, we don't need any negativity on, an evening at the movie so exactly rainbows and sunshine yep howard lives so yeah 
So really quick, uh, run down the couple of fun facts that I had that I'd found. Um, Sweet. Howard the Duck was, act, according to what I read, was the first Marvel, completely Marvel created character to get his own feature film. Nice. So I went back and stopped and thought about um, it. There really wasn't a whole lot. I mean, the DC Batman, Superman, blah, 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 blah. They all got theirs, but that's the other side of the equation and not Marvel. Unless there's something out there that I'm forgetting. Yeah, I don't so. know. I don't think so. Um, My dozens know. It's Luca. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, and I don't know if this is on your fun facts, but we already kind of said it anyway, that it's it's 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is Lucasfilm's lowest scoring Rotten Tomatoes movie. There is one Which, that wasn't very far behind it, though. Oh. Yes. Willow. What? Willow. Oh, okay, yeah. I like Willow. I do. Well, there's not a whole lot of George Lucas. Well, yeah. I'm going to stop that statement before I go too deep down that rabbit hole. <laughs> that's that's a whole other thing. Episode of an evening at the movies. All right. So, um, evidently, Howard was supposed to be wardrobe like in the same essence of Donald Duck, but mm. there was a legal dispute with Disney over this and it they basically settled on the fact that Howard had to wear pants because otherwise he was too similar to Donald. Ah. Okay. I don't know why it's that big of a freaking deal, but... Right? Who cares? what it is. This is the mouse and the mouse rules all. <laughs> yep. Very true. Uh, let's see. Martin Short and Robin Williams actually auditioned to be the voice of Howard. Interesting. Uh, Leah Thompson wants to direct the remake of Howard the Duck. That could be interesting. Uh, it, would, it would be a way of, and she has said too that if she was ever granted that opportunity that she would like to make like we said earlier, a more Marvel-esque movie. But right. in the same essence, her directing it would be a way to tie the two different movies together. Right. So if if that was to actually ever come down the pipe, I would probably check that movie out. Yeah, I would too. Um, she did her own singing in the movie. I don't know if you had that. I didn't, but... She's not a bad singer. No, she's not. She had that 80s thing down pat. <laughs> well, I think... And it was the 80s. <laughs> well, and let's be... You could be an 80s quote-unquote rocker and not really have to... We have to have talent, but yeah. I mean, the looks were all the same. The... Yeah. It's definitely Cindy Lauper vibes. I liked it. 
Yeah. I think there was kind of a Cindy Lopper slash Joan Jet vibe that I got. Yeah. Because they could kind of sort of go with that pop, poppy kind of music, but yet some of the stuff in the beginning had a little bit more edge to it. Right. Oh, last fun fact. Um, because of its lack of success. Whoa. Okay, right before um, he started production on Howard the Duck, George Lucas had just bought Skywalker Ranch. And because of the uh-huh. lack of success of Howard the Duck, he was forced to break up and sell off part of his assets part of which he sold to Apple. So in a way you can say Howard the Duck is responsible for the creation of Pixar. Oh. I had not interesting. ever heard interesting. that one before. So we got Wait, why of- Pixar? Huh? Why Pixar? Evidently, Pixar was Apple created. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Apple bought that piece of right Lucas's assets, so that would ultimately end up. I did not know that they ended up buying, ended up developing into what became Pixar. Very cool. So, got a couple minutes left. Would you like to share your ultimate review of? this amazing movie yeah um i think it is good for what it is and you know the acting's not great the the script's not great the effects aren't great but still when you put it all together it's just funny and a fun movie to watch and it's it's super cheesy but it reminds me of my childhood so i have fond fond memories attached to it um but to be, you know, I guess actually scoring it properly. Um, I know we didn't decide on this, but I'm going to say three out of five play ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, before, yeah, I mean, I sincerely love this movie. And like you said, it's a part of my childhood. And whenever I feel like I want to be nostalgic, it's one of those movies that I can go back to and get lost in and for sure. All of that. Um, I was going to be a smart ass and actually give it four out of five just to see how much (laughs) posting I got on the Facebook group from Kevin because that would be the same rating that the Princess Bride got, but mm-hmm. as much as I love this movie, I, 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 yeah, I can't. I, it's a good movie. I love this movie, and I will love it until the day I die. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with you. Three out of five play ducks. Nice. Just because, but if you want something that you can 
just sit back and watch and not have to really think about and just enjoy mm-hmm. one of those movies that is good for that as long as you know you can handle the cheesy you know the cheesy acting and the cheesy moments and the you know you're not going to get academy award-winning performances out of anybody in this movie uh no <laughs> so but yes that yeah safely All i right. can go three out of five duck play ducks Nice, nice. That was... All right, then. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as we did. Um, Do you have anything scheduled coming up on the SIP list, Your Royal Highness? I do, actually. Um, The top five guilty pleasures, like I said, be dropping probably tonight. Um, So by the time you guys hear this, it should be out. And then... This coming week, I will be recording with Mr. Tim Arnold from The Overlook, and we will be counting down our top five favorite movies based on a true crime. So you guys can stay tuned for that one. Yay, and then the pod other things in the pipeline, but you know. Well, there's <laughs> always, between you and I, there's always freaking something in the freaking pipeline. I mean, yes. even one of the first things messages we sent back and forth today was you had another idea i don't even remember what the heck it even was but you had another idea for another episode and it's like okay i'm down yeah and 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 i know on the guilty pleasure episode the three of us had even talked about top five uh breakup songs so that that one would maybe coming down the line pretty soon you know there's so many so many things. I'm actually also hoping to be a guest on some other podcasts that I have hooked up with on Twitter. Um, so we'll see how that goes too. Yay. There's there's lots of good peeps out there. There is. You just got to go out and look for them. And if you know the kind of things that you like, obviously you're listening to myself on whatever platform you use, or you're listening to the SIP list on whatever platform you use. So if you've got interest, go out and search for them. There's a lot of great shows out there. There may not be enough time in the day for me to listen to each and every one of them, but my hat's off and much respect to everybody out there putting a show together weekly, daily, whatever your schedule is. I know sometimes it can be a lot. So much love to all the other podcasters. Yeah, out there the for world. sure. So, all right, then. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, Before I get out of here, really quick, I want, I think I posted on the face on the Facebook page group. um, Like I said earlier, I'm going to do the Robin Williams tribute probably Tuesday night and have it ready to go Wednesday morning. Um, You and I had talked about Three Amigos and possibly License to Drive as well nothing but trouble um that should just about get us through august into stephen king birthday bonanza month yep leading into halloween horror fest so yay freaking halloween kills is literally right around the corner i can see it coming but it's still way too far out there to reach out and grab it i know 
I'm so scared. I'm really, I'm really concerned that movie theaters are going to be shut down again by then because it, COVID is making its big comeback and people aren't doing a damn thing. Yeah. Especially in Texas. Well, um, I'm a little worried. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing like right now with the whole variant Delta variant and all that. And it's like, everybody's all preparing for going back to school full-time and all that and it's like i'm not freaking planning on nothing until the day comes that we're ready for that because yep i know i read the stuff that's going on with the variant i know you know cold and flu season's coming up again you know we were making progress last summer and then cold and flu season hit and we went back freaking five steps again. So as far as everything with yep. this crap goes, nothing is for certain until Just taking it day by day. Yep. When it happens, it happens and then I'll be happy. So, yes. well, and I'm pretty sure down here we're about to get hit hard because of Abbott's regulations for schools. Um, schools aren't doing a damn thing here for anything. So no masks, no contact tracing. They don't have to tell anybody if there was somebody at school that had it. They're not even going to keep track of how many people have had it and let you know. So, you know, especially in the elementary schools where kids aren't old enough to get vaccinated, I see this going very poorly. So we'll see what yeah. happens. <laughs> well, and yeah. yeah. Uh, so my hat's off to everybody. Oh, yeah. Be safe because I don't want to lose any of my dozens. And Amanda doesn't definitely not any of her thousands. So but yeah. So whatever. Somebody's got to get out of here and go take her daughter home. So we yep. will get this episode dropped for you as quickly as I can. Check out be on the lookout for the guilty pleasure movie episode of the sip list and always more stuff coming down the road and we look forward to you guys coming back for an evening at the movies have a good night guys bye it's all right so it's Two egg ready, two egg.